Chapter 16 Remedio Oh, hello. Ben looked up to see himself, or rather, a much younger version of himself, standing in the dimly lit doorway, a bunched-up meditation pillow under his arm. Hello there, Ben said back. Obi-Wan hesitated awkwardly, but eventually stepped into the hall, footfalls echoing softly against the darkened vastness. He glanced at the several spherical lamps hovering around Ben's setup of hollow books on data pads. They appeared to float mid-air of their own accord, but Obi-Wan knew better. They moved around Ben as he needed the light, answering to movements in the Force. It must take a massive amount of concentration, Obi-Wan thought. He considered asking about it, but then there was a more immediate, obvious query. What are you doing here? Reading, Ben said innocently as he flicked open a new document. Obi-Wan didn't know how to respond to his own cheek. He resorted to an expression he knew Qui-Gon favored in these situations. It was odd being on the other side of things, and asked, What are you reading? Ben set aside his work, took a breath, and stretched his arms as he looked over his small library. Oh, a great many things. Meetings, Senate hearings, all of them equally boring, I'm afraid. He slumped and scratched at his beard. The lamps never wavered in their orbits around him. Obi-Wan twisted his head to peer at the askew titles. He held his braid away from his face so he could read. Minutes of the Durinian Summit, 25008? Who's that? Qui-Gon asked curiously, indicating a hollow image that hovered above the report. It was of a middle-aged man, elegantly dressed, presenting a speech to a crowd. His name is Chief Palpatine. He's a senator from Naboo, Ben explained in a painfully plain tone. Obi-Wan nodded uncertainly. Oh, Naboo, that's... Wait, don't tell me. He squinted, summoning his remedial astronavigation charts to mind. That's in the... Chomel sector, isn't it? Ben smiled to see the inexperience of his youth. Very good. Obi-Wan grinned victoriously back before tilting his head to inspect another title. And a meeting between Chancellor Valorum and the Naimodian Consulate 25 or 10. Roll call votes for the Rylothian Refugees Response Committee. Who's that? Ben smiled. That's Bail Prester Organa, Senator of Alderaan. Oh, Obi-Wan nodded, more familiarly this time. He'd been to Alderaan before. He's very young for a senator. Yes, he's promising to be quite the upstart. Obi-Wan continued to peruse Ben's weekend of self-inflicted homework. Roll call vote on the Spice Trade Regulation Act of 25009. Is that that Palpatine fellow again? Ben sighed and leaned over to snatch up the volume. Never you mind. Obi-Wan shrugged, obviously not really wanting to hear the full story. He'd never been one to suffer senatorial politics willingly. You weren't kidding when you said it was boring. What on earth are you reading it all for? Ben began organizing his stacks of books and notes, trying to right old wrongs. Knowledge is power, in this instance. Oh. It was clear that Obi-Wan didn't fully understand what he meant, but was not put off by it. Why do all that here? He gestured to the desolate and dark surroundings. Ben shrugged. The force, it's thicker down here. Yes, I know what you mean. It helps me think, concentrate, lock out all the distractions. Ben looked away, mind replaying images from his duel with Pong Krell. He shook himself out of it. And what of you? Do Qui-Gon's house plans pose such a distraction to meditation? 
No, Obi-Wan fiddled with his cushion. I just like it down here is all. It's quiet, peaceful. He looked up at the vaulted ceilings, so much older than either of them could comprehend. It is, Ben agreed. Perhaps the council should lock me down here for safekeeping. Sounds like something Yoda would do. The memory of the Grandmaster lazing made Ben chuckle. Obi-Wan did not catch onto the amusement and became very sullen. He'd heard about the fight with Master Krell. Everyone had heard about the fight with Master Krell. Hell, Garen had seen it. As of yet, however, Obi-Wan had not had chance to talk about it with Ben. Did you come down here to stop yourself? he asked. Ben looked over at him, surprised and confused. Stop myself from what? From... Face to face with the offender, Obi-Wan lost courage. From whatever happened on your mission, Master Krell and... He pinched the edge of his cushion as his bravado retreated. And all that. As Ben continued to stare, Obi-Wan backpedaled. I'm sorry, Master, I didn't mean to insinuate. No, no, it's quite all right. And don't call me Master, please. I'm you, for Force's sake. He closed his eyes and shook his head. I was you. I come down here to... Get away. It's easier down here to keep things in perspective. He glanced to his left, where stood the crumbled ground from which he'd emerged into this reality. This place is timeless in the Force. It does not care for politics or fear or age or death. He closed his eyes. It's dark in here. I know it is. But it's so bright. Can you feel it? Obi-Wan could, but not, he suspected, as strongly as Ben could. Yes. Ben opened his eyes at length. But up there it's... Up there it's... Well... He huffed. It's impossible to keep my head on straight. I should know better, but in the moment... It's as if I never learned anything at all. Obi-Wan wasn't entirely sure what to make of that. Know better than what happened on your mission, or about Master Krell? Ben shrugged. Both? The word reflected a deep sense of remorse, but knowing this did nothing to scratch the itch of curiosity nagging at the back of Obi-Wan's brain. Why did you do it then? Fight Master Krell? Do whatever it is that you did on your mission? Ben took a deep breath and turned to look at his counterpart. So young, so innocent, so hopeful. But there were seeds of wisdom there. As young as he was, Obi-Wan was not completely naive. He was not untouched by the worries of the world, as Ben had already witnessed firsthand during his time here. Still, it took several long moments for Ben to decide how to explain the deep fear of reprisal that had compelled him to abandon years of training. Obi-Wan, he said, thinking absently how the name sounded less odd on his tongue now that it no longer belonged to him. Do you remember Melita Dawn? The Padawan's reaction was visible physically and in the Force. Eyes widened first in surprise, before shrinking back in guarded memory. Mouth thin, he replied, Yes? You remember how you almost left the Order, how caught up you became in the war effort, the plight of the young. You remember Sarasi? Obi-Wan looked down at his hands. Yes, he replied just as tightly. Ben watched him in complete sympathy. You've grown since then. You've learned better. You know where you were mistaken on Melita Dan, where you misplaced your passions. You've spoken about it at length with Qui-Gon. I know you have. Obi-Wan sighed, remembering the much fresher version of these memories and the long meditations it had taken to comprehend 
Would his older self now recite her with such ease? Yes, you know, in your head and your heart, how things could have gone for the better, what you could have done to change them for the better. Obi-Wan frowned slightly, now seeing the line of Ben's thoughts. Yes, I suppose. But if you were plunged back into Melita Dawn, do you think you would remember? I don't mean the planet as it is now. I mean if you were there again, in the war, in the midst of the same plight at the same time, with the young, with Sarasi. He let that sink in. Is there a chance in the Nine House that you'd remember all the lessons you learned? Obi-Wan's face was a theater of emotion and puzzlement. No, he decided. Ben nodded in silence, his point made. I have not made the same mistakes I would have made in the past. I have made different ones, some worse than before. Ones born out of fear of what was, what I don't want to happen. I didn't realize how afraid I was until I lashed out on the unsuspecting universe. He scoffed and rubbed his face in shame. I'm afraid Master Yoda made a terrible mistake by sending me out on active duty. Obi-Wan frowned at the idea, tilting his head in thought. At length, he said, Maybe not. Whether he meant it or not, by sending you out in the field, Master Yoda ensured that you would realize your fear. So now you can seek to overcome it. Better than leaving it to fester until later when it might be more harmful. It's like a... an exam. Even though you failed, now you know which parts you need to study again to get it right. Obi-Wan nodded to Ben's stacks of hollow books. As you've said, knowledge is power. Ben stared at him in genuine surprise. He could not remember having been so wise in his adolescence. The naivete had worn off so quickly after Qui-Gon. But when bathed in light, naivete was a prism for insight. Truly wonderful the mind of a child is. It really was. I doubt Master Yoda intended it that way, Ben said, a small smile beneath his mustache. But Obi-Wan, the Force works in mysterious ways, Obi-Wan reminded in his best Qui-Gon impersonation. Ben let out a laugh before he could think about stopping it. That's actually very good, he admitted. Obi-Wan beamed. Don't tell him I did that. Of course not. Smile lingering, Ben regarded his stacks of records. He hadn't gathered them out of fear. He'd gathered them in calculated communion with the Force, a care taken in light of alarming events only days past. Events that would never have come to pass if he hadn't royally criffed up everything right out of the gate. Events that, even despite his own obdurate trauma, could still change things for the better. Qui-Gon has a point, of course, the Master said eventually. He makes an annoying habit out of that. Obi-Wan snorted, still smiling, and let Ben return to his studies. They sat in companionable silence for a while, with Ben reading and Obi-Wan quietly clearing his mind, preparing to meditate. As he swept the cobwebs from his mental storerooms, Obi-Wan came across a pest of a thought that he hadn't noticed biting at him until now. Ben? he asked, turning to face the older man. Hmm? Ben replied, scrolling idly through a bill. What you said about Melita Dan? The name was a harbinger of memory for both of them. Ben looked up, full attention on the apprentice. About you being here, being like me going back there. Obi-Wan frowned, something in his gut aching with insult and dread. Surely it's not... it's not that bad, is it? Ben stared back at the young face with a lost expression. There was no truthful answer he could give in sound conscience. 
It would not be right to explain war and genocide to its chief victim. Not now. Not with the world in flux. It would claim something far too precious on a conjecture of fear. Oh, I don't know. Ben shrugged, heart weighing like a black hole through the lie. Never you mind, young one. Obi-Wan, irritated at the young one comment, but smart enough to sense a dismissal, shrugged and released his residual curiosity into the force. Ben took a deep breath and let himself feel the pulsing, tidal waves of the force even as it pooled around Obi-Wan by its side. Emotion, yet peace. Emotion, yet peace. His fear ebbed away, bleeding in a flood, but sanitized as if in Bacta. Study, he told himself quietly, minding Obi-Wan's quiet retreat from the world. Arm yourself carefully, General Kenobi. This is not the same war, and it's not just yours anymore. You'd think I was fighting a war. Master Guard confided in his newfound friend when Ben came to return his archive books. Ben fought a smile as he cast a look at Ayola, who was sitting atop a nearby stool, presumably from which she was meant to be reshelving hollow volumes, swinging her legs, no spirit in a book about as big as she was. She is being silent, Ben noted. Guard gave him a withering look. Finding the bright spot in a storm is often the only way with these things. She'll grow out of the energy eventually. They all do. Hmm grumbled guard, keying in the commands to process Ben's return materials. You speak from experience, then? Ben hesitated just long enough to remember his cover story. None of my own. It was annoying to have to lie, because, oh, the stories you could tell this man. Though I've been known to teach them en masse, youth can be challenging, but... He glanced at Iola, who was smiling a gap-toothed grin at something she read. Ben's heart warmed. I find that they are also... Very rewarding. I hope so, Guard said, genuine worry in his voice. After a brief pause, he confessed, She chose me, you know. Said she saw it in a dream. Really? Ben's eyebrows rose. Foresight in one so young is rare. And yeah, she's quite powerful in her own way. Which is what unnerves me. I know nothing of visions and foreknowledge. I'm not sure I'll be able to really help her in that area. And she needs it. Master Guard's forehead wrinkled in worry. Ben estimated that Guard was just brushing the cusp of middle age, not all that much older than Ben. At that moment, however, he looked decades older. Ben weighed his words carefully. Speaking as someone born with similar powers, Master Guard, and as someone who was successfully raised by a master inexperienced in such things, please don't ask who, you are likely exactly what she needs. Visions can consume a person if indulged too much. An anchor outside of precognition will do her good, believe me. Gart looked genuinely touched by the encouragement and smiled at Ben. Without further comment, he processed Ben's new haul of hollow books and pads. Quite a bit of research you're doing here. I can be a bit of an academic in my downtime. Gart smiled and nodded, ignorant of the fact that he was serving a master under severe censure. He glanced at the titles as he stacked them on the desk. Oh, Naboo... That world is gorgeous. You ever been? Once or twice. I take it you have as well? <laughs> yes, only once, Guard laughed. It was quite the mission. We got stuck there for an extra week and nearly missed our flight home. Though I admit I would have been happy to stay. We? Ben asked, curiously. Oh, yes, uh... Guard faltered and handed the book to Ben. 
Yes, it was a joint mission between I and another... Master Jin, I believe I've mentioned him before. Ah, yes, I'd forgotten you know him. As it happens, I'm going to have tea with him later today. Ben said in an inviting tone. Guard's back stiffened, despite his smile. Really? Yes, I suppose he always enjoys his tea. He shrugged in something Ben read as a nervous manner. Truth be told, Master Kenobi, he probably doesn't remember me. It was a long time ago. Perhaps to his shame, Ben was desperate enough for friendly company that he was willing to press further. I'm sure if he saw you it'd jog his memory. You should accompany me. I'm sure he wouldn't mind. Perhaps, but I'm afraid I must decline. I've promised Ayola a good spar tonight. She gets a bit jittery cooped up in here. It's best to let her wear herself out so she can get some good sleep. I see, Ben said. He didn't. Sparring in the evening shouldn't preclude afternoon tea. Still, it was the man's own decision. Well then. He took up a stack of books and gave the interim archivist a smile. May the force be with you, Master Guard. You as well, Master Kenobi. At tea, he and Qui-Gon spent some time discussing the progress of Ben's house plans, with Qui-Gon giving gems of horticultural advice here and there. They spoke of the council next and of Ben's censure. Ben briefly reflected on his fear of the future, which Qui-Gon did not press him on, both because he knew it would do no good and because he himself was, admittedly, nervous to hear what Ben feared so much. Ben complained that Vokara Che had, in fact, scheduled him for ongoing sessions with actual mind healers, not Mace Window, and that he would have to endure their probing questions every two weeks for an unspecified tenure. Qui-Gon consoled him as he could, using masterly tones and words that Ben reacted to as a matter of course. He didn't even realize he had calmed down considerably until they were able to turn to lighter topics with his brow unfurrowed. They spoke of Obi-Wan and his progress in astronavigation. Happily, the apprentice was gone for classes and unable to eavesdrop, and then argued for some time over the actual merits of memorizing astronavigation charts when all standard ships came equipped with nav computers. Ben predictably sided with Obi-Wan and argued that it was ludicrous, Qui-Gon insisted that it was good preparedness for disaster. Eventually, the conversation exhausted both of their mental checklists of information until only Ben had anything left to say. Oh, yes, he remembered, putting down his bowl. I had nearly forgotten. I've met an old friend of yours, I think, in the archives. Qui-Gon's brows raised above his tea. The archives? Strange. Last I checked, they all hated me he said in a tone of ambiguous sincerity. Ben smirked. Well, this one's not actually from the archives, only working there temporarily. He claims that the two of you used to be mission partners. Does this temporary archivist have a name? Yes, he's called Master Guard. Ben had been prepared to elaborate to jog Qui-Gon's memory, but he needn't have bothered. Qui-Gon's reaction was instantaneous and drastic. Shock resonated through the force, and the master faltered with his t-ball, sitting up straight and setting his drink on the table with an impolite clink. Ben stilled his movements and regarded his master with considerable surprise. Oh, Qui-Gon said, recovering from the uncharacteristic blunder and affecting neutrality. Yes, master guard. The way he enunciated the syllables together made Ben think that it wasn't an entirely familiar moniker. Ben remained frozen, watching the other's movements carefully. You know him? he asked mildly. Hm? It was as if Qui-Gon had been lost in some other realm of thought. Yes, yes, we, uh, we did go on missions together, now and again. 
a long time ago. I see. Long-lost mission partners, now unfamiliar and both stiff-backed at the mention of each other. Ben did not know what to make of it. He took a tactful sip from his tea, not wanting to press too hard against what must have been a massive bluff. I take it you haven't seen him in a while. No, no, I haven't. Another lengthy pause. What on earth is he doing in the archives? Ben smiled. He's not there for his own benefit. He has a very excitable Padawan, you see. Padawan? Quagon interrupted, surprised. He has a Padawan now. Ben hesitated again, completely unused to the surprise and sentiment running through Quagon's tone. He did his best not to reflect on it when he said, Yes, a very young Twi'lek girl. I understand their pairing is a recent one. Oh, said Quagon after a while. I was unaware of it. And he actually looked hurt by that, though the source of it lay beyond Ben's comprehension. As I was saying, the younger man continued, internally uncertain but outwardly as composed as ever, she's quite excitable. Master Guard has volunteered their service in the archives as an exercise in silence. The humor of it was lost on the elder man. I see, Quagon said, staring blindly into his tea. Ben waited for him to say more, but ended up waiting for a long time. Is something wrong, Quagon? Of course not. The elder smiled that veneer grin that Obi-Wan had always seen straight through. I just haven't seen or heard from... from Master Guard in many years. I am surprised, is all. I see, the younger man said, finishing off his sapir without really tasting it. As am I. He seemed to think that you wouldn't remember him at all. And there was that hurt again, deeper than before. Though Qui-Gon's face betrayed no emotion, his eyes said everything. The alarm ebbed into a mournful hue, and he nodded. I can't fault him for the assessment. Ben had no way to decipher that. Now at an impasse, he leaned forward to pour more tea. In a brighter tone, he said, Well, he seems like a nice enough man. His Padawan is a blessed soul. Yes, Quagon agreed quietly, not noticing his fresh tea or the watchful eye of his not-quite apprentice. Yes, I dare say she must be. A few days later, Ben found himself back in the archives. He didn't really need to be there, he'd read less than half of what he'd brought back from his last visit. But the mystery of Qui-Gon's relationship with Master Guard made Ben gravitate back to the archives like a moth to flame. Obi-Wan Kenobi had never been one to reach for victory by a full frontal assault, and Ben Kenobi was no different. He'd long found that a kind smile and a listening ear would win more battles than a brash attitude ever had. And so, thus armed from dimple to dimple, he entered the fray of ghostly blue lexicons and immediately encountered the wrong opponent. Well, hello there, Padawan Aeola, Ben said, peering down at the tiny ankle he'd almost tripped on. Embarrassed, Aeola dropped her book and grabbed at her left leku as if it would protect her. Ben's smile grew wider. Hello, ma... She realized she was talking too loudly and hunched, now holding her leku in front of her mouth. In a harsh whisper, she corrected, Hello, Master Kenobi. I see you're adapting well, little one, Ben replied in kind, bending at the waist to whisper. Do you like it here in the archives? Aeola nodded. Very much, she assured him. Don't tell Master. He thinks I hate it here. A Jedi does not hate, little one. No, Master. We learn to whisper instead. Ben chuckled. Indeed we do, wise one. He patted her head. Now, where might I find your master? At the back desk. 
When Ben nodded and began to leave, she caught the edge of his cloak. He doesn't know I'm over here. I'm meant to be at the front desk. Ben looked down at her with an old man's eyes, equal parts playful and reprimanding. Well then, you'd best get over there, hadn't you, young whisperer? Aeola ducked an admonishment and smiled as she passed by Ben. The elder shook his head and pressed on into the darkened archive halls. Back so soon, Master Guard greeted. Here I was, thinking you'd be set for a month or two. I'm a fast reader, though not quite that fast. Ben pulled a hollow book from an inner cloak pocket. This volume's not quite what I expected. I think I need the next year of the same date. I see. Guard took the book, read the label, and pulled up the terminal browser to find the replacement. Ben caught him eyeing the distant front desk. She's getting quite good at silence, he complimented. Guard smiled, but ticked an eyebrow. Aye, silence-ish, at least. Now if I can get her to focus as well. One miracle at a time, Master Guard, Ben chuckled. The archivist joined in. While they waited for the computer to finish its work, Ben tossed out the probe he'd been waiting to launch since his arrival. Master Jin sends his regard, by the way. Guard's eyes shot up. After a moment of shock, he recovered and said in an incredulous tone, Did you know? He paused to scoff and shuffled some holographic files around in the computer. Tell you about me, did he? Ben had not expected such a parry and could not give a suitable repast. No, actually, he didn't say much, but he did remember you. And said nothing of it. Guard didn't seem altogether surprised. Not as such. Hmm. Guard smiled thinly, vaguely. Aye, that sounds like him, stubborn old Jin. There was some sadness in his tone, resolute though it was. I can't say I'm surprised. As I told you, it was a very long time ago. Now, this volume you want is new enough that you should be able to download it on your pad whenever you like. I've given you permissions for it. Thank you, Master Guard. I apologize for bringing up unpleasant memories. It's not... Guard shook his head, then sighed heavily. Changing subjects, he smiled softly and said, You know, Master Kenobi, Guard is just my surname. Effectively disarmed, Ben's eyebrows came down in befuddlement. Is it? Oh, I'm terribly sorry, I assumed. Do you prefer to be called by your first name? Among friends, yes. Guard smiled, well-worn laughter lines emerging to frame his features. He reached across the desk to shake Ben's hand, as if meeting for the first time. Please, call me Fimor. Ben shook the hand and smiled back. And I am Ben. It was not the victory he'd wanted, but a friend gained was a victory of a rare sort. And this friend, though Ben did not yet know it, was of a rarity he'd never known.